This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, good evening everyone. This will be Daf Tzadi Tess on the Bays, part one. Part one. The beginning of the Mishnah discussed the case where the son of one's daughter-in-law got mixed up with one's own son. Ha'isha Shinasara Vladab Vlad Kalasa and the ramifications of that. Now we're two lines in the bottom on Sadi Tessam and Aleph. Koyhenes Shenes Ariv Vlad Bavlad Shivchasa. Koyhenes that her son got mixed up with the son of her maidservant. So basically now you have a uh, mix up between a Koyen and an Eved. Now one thing they have in common is they could both eat Chuma, but for, uh, for very different reasons. A Koyen could eat Chuma inherently, and an Eved could eat Chuma because the Eved of a Koyen is, uh, we had earlier in the Masechta, is, is Kinyan Kasvai. So they both could eat Shuma. They both could eat Shuma. One has a coin, one has Evid as a coin. And Vacholkin Chilek Echad Bagayren. They could both come to, to the silo and the threshing floor and get, a, and get a piece of Shuma together. In other words, if one of them comes and says, I'm a coin, so then the Israel could say, Get lost. Maybe you're not a coin. And if the other one comes, he could say, Get lost. Uh, you don't deserve truma. But when they both come together, they get one chilak. They can't be metamen to mason because one of them is a kayin. They can't marry, they can't get married. You can't marry a kosher woman because maybe you're an evid. You can't marry a puzzle woman because maybe you're a kayin. Basically, there's no woman in the world that's mutter both to a kayin and to an evid. Higdilu hataruvais, if they grow up. Now, there is a way to get out of this situation. One of them freed the other. In other words, the Kayin's father died. So this Kayin, one of the two people here is the owner, and the other one is the Eved. So they free each other. This way, one of them now is a Kayin, and one of them is a free slave, like a Ger. So now we say, They both could get married, but they both have to marry a woman who's fit to kahuna, meaning they cannot marry a grusha. And they're not metame to mesim. They're not metame to mesim. Why? Because one of them is a koyin. Uh, and therefore, misafek, each one's a koyin, they can't be metame to mesim. Ve'im nitme'u, if they do become Tamein, Soifkin Arbam, they won't get Malchus. Aye, what do you mean? Maybe he's a Kayin, yeah, but maybe he's not a Kayin. You can't give him someone a Malchus Misafik. L'chayra, more than that, you can't give Malchus because Ein, um, you can't give Malchus because you can't warn uh, Misafik. Okay. Um, so if they became Tameh, Ein Saifkin Arbam, Ve'ein on Eichlem B'Tshuma, they can't eat Shuma. Why? <laughs> I, in the beginning of the Mishnah, they were able to eat Shuma. In the beginning of the Mishnah, they were able to eat Shuma because one was a Kayin, one was a Yevid, but now one's a Kayin and one's a Ger. So they can't eat Shuma. Now, what if they did? Normally, if a Yisrael eats Shuma, he has to give 
pay a karen and a chaymesh. Ve'im achlu, if they ate truma, enon mishalmin karen v'chaymesh. They do not pay a karen and a chaymesh. Why not? If they ate truma, they don't pay a karen and a chaymesh, because each one could say, why should I pay? I'm, a, I'm the koyin. They cannot divide on the Goyren, even together. And we'll have to see why. Ratoisa says in the third Toysa, They stipulate, if I'm a Koyin, give it for me. If my, my friend's a Koyin, give it to my friend. No, they don't do that. Why? Because we're afraid the one that's not a kain will come liday takala. Okay. They sell the truma, and the money belongs to them. Why? A kain esli mafres truma. However, a kain does not have to give it; he could eat it. So. They're mafras chuma, and when the coin comes to take the chuma, each one says, What do you mean? Maybe I'm a coin, why should I give it to you? Now they can't eat it. So what they could do is they could sell it, and the money belongs to them. And the Enon Cholkin Bekadshe Hamikdash, they do not divide Kadshe Hamikdash. In other words, if the hides of Kadshim, uh, they do not get. They do not get a share in the Kadshim of the Mikdash, like the hides of Kadshim. We don't give them Kadshim. Rashi says that means... Which, which one is the Kabbalah from Chumayim? Saying it's obvious that they don't get kachim because we don't even give them truma. Okay, I hear. Um, Rashi has two pshatim. We'll, we'll see both pshatim. It could be the first pshat that uh, we don't give them kachim. You're right. If the pshat is we don't give it to them, so then it's it's pashat. We don't even give them truma. Certainly we don't give them kachim. Zu ve'ein tzarach loimar zu, maybe. Okay. And then we say the inon cholkim, the in moitz. What's that? The inon cholkim bekadshei hamikdash. Okay, so again, we sell, <laughs> they sell chuma. The bunny belongs to them. They don't get kadshei hamikdash like the oiros of kadshim. The inon cholkim, the inoisam kadshim to be makriv. The in moitzian shelohem miyadeim. And let's say they're chayiv to bring a carbon chatas or an asham or an oila. We don't say, oh, you have to give it to the anshe mishmar, to, um, that the avoida and the hides belong to the anshe mishmar, because each one could say, I'm a koyin. Um, and a koyin has the right to be makrivs karbanis whenever he wants, even in a mishmar that doesn't belong to him. Rashi quotes a pasuk. And the avoida is his and the oil is his. Like the Pasuk says, And these Taruvais, Rashi says, since one of them is a Kayin, Bezin cannot be Maitzimi Adam against their will and give it to the Anche Mishmar, but rather they're Makriv, they're Kabanais. And now what, what happens to the meat? 
we give them the meat, but they can't eat it, and they could give it to whoever they want, or they could appoint any kind they want to mock of the carbon, or they hold on to it until whenever they want uh, to give it to the Anshe Mishmar. So that's the first shot. That, that's the first shot of Rashi. Ein moitzian shalhem yadam that we let them do the avoida. We don't give them to be makriv. But if they want to be makriv, we don't take it away from them. Then Rashi brings another pshat. Rashi's uh, second pshat is, which Rashi says is ikr, is you know what it means? Ain't noislehem kachim? Not to be makriv. Kachim refers to... So Rabasi, according to the first pshat of Rashi, um, then that would be an answer to your question. Because in chalkim b'kachay amikdash. Uh, means we don't give them kachim to be makrif, to do the avoida. And in moisin miyada means if they want to do the avoida, we don't take it away from them. But according to the second shot, l'chayra you have a kasha, because the second shot, in noisim lehem kachim, is let's say we don't give them a bachar or cherem, but we don't take it away from them, because they could say, I'm a koyin, or by gabe charamim, a coin can't be machram in, in, in the first place. Then, upeturim min min They're exempt from the forearm and the jaw. Umen from the stomach. These are various matnas kahuna. Now, they don't have uh, kedusha. It's just monetarily it belongs to the kohen. But So therefore, we don't give it to these people because they're a suffix kohen. Um, and however... They themselves, since a kayin is exempt from these matanois, they do not have to give these matanois because they could turn to the other kayin and say, maybe I'm a kayin. Now what about a bachar? His firstborn, he should pasture until it develops a mum. Says Rashi, even at the time of the standing... I, why don't we force him to give it to a kohanim to be makrev? Because Allah is a bachar, you have to give it to a kohen to be makrev, and the kohen eats uh, uh, the basar. Now, they can't give it to the kohen, and the kohen give them back the basar, because uh, the meat of a bachar could only be eaten by a kohen. So basically, we have no choice. They can't be forced to give it to the Kayin. They can't let the Kayin be makrovin and take the meat back. So basically the only choice is they let it pasture until it develops a mum, and then they can eat it. Aye, but the halacha is even a bachar bar mum you have to give to a Kayin. That's only a monetary right, and regarding monetary rights, you could say, haraya. But regarding all other halachas, we say, We give them the stringencies of Kaihanim and the stringencies of Yisraelim. Zak the Gemara. Mesu Haksherim. This is going back on the Seifa. In a case where you, the daughter-in-law's child got mixed up with the woman's child. So the Mishnah talks about two cases. In... If the ones that got mixed up died, so we say, because it's Safegeshis Achiv, Safegeshis Achiaviv. And then it talks about a case. What about Mesu Hakisherim? 
So we call the, them Kesherim. If the Kesherim die. Now, we understood Kesherim meant the ones that are Vadai, the son of the daughter-in-law and the woman. But why are they called Kasher? The ones that are mixed up, there's no uh, issue of Mamzerus or disqualification. So why would we call one set, why would we call definitive ones Kasher? Are the other ones not Kasher? Ask the Gemara, are the ones that got mixed up? Puzzle? Amra Papa, Ema, say what it means is Umeso Havadoim, the definite ones died, not the Ksherim. Now, we'll just do until the two dots. In a situation where the definitive ones died, and the Taruvais are the ones who are eligible for Yibum or Chalitza. So the halacha is that to the B'nai Hazakena they do chalitza and ayibam. And because to the B'nai Hazakena it's either Safik Eishas Achiv or Eishas Achiyaviv. And therefore since it might, she might be your aunt, you don't do yibam. But to the B'nai Akala, um, one could do chalitza and the other one do yibam. Why? Because it's either it's either your niece or it's your sister-in-law. Either way, it's somebody who you're allowed to marry. So the Gemara just picks up on the fact that first it says you do chalitza and then yibam. Why do you first do chalitza? Here, let's just get straight. Do you understand, Rabbi Sai, why in this case uh, first you do the in the case where the uh, uh, the definitive ones die, so the, in a case where the definitive ones die, so the brother, the Mishnah says that if the Kesherim die, which the Gemara says means the definitive ones, so to the son of the Zikena, the son of the Zikena, Meaning, to the wife of the son of the Zakena, you do chalitza and ayibam. Why? Because either she is my sister-in-law, or I might be the son of the daughter-in-law, or she's my aunt, so I can't do yibam. On the other hand, if to the wife of the son of the daughter-in-law, so the halacha is you could do, um, one does chalitza and one does yibam. Why does one do chalitza and one do yibam? Why are you allowed to do yibam? You're allowed to do yibam because this woman might be my sister-in-law. And if she's not my sister-in-law, it's because I'm the son of the... Uh, I'm not the son of the daughter-in-law, I'm the son of the uh, mother-in-law, and then she's my niece. So why can't I just do yibam straight? Because I can't do Yibam straight. Because she might be my niece, and if she's my niece, she's Zakuk for Yibam, and I'm marrying Yavam Alashuk. So first you have to do Chalitza, and then you do Yibam. So to that the Gemara says, Davka Michlatz Vahadar Yivumah. First you do Chalitza, then you do Yibam. Yivumi Bereshalah. You can't do Yibam first. Why the Kapaga be Yavam Alashuk? By doing Yibam first, you're being Paigea to Yavam Alashuk. Okay, this is what we're going to hold tonight. Tomorrow we'll finish it up, Bli Nether, Bez Hashem, and uh, have a good rest of the night. Call Tov.
Okay, everyone, thanks for joining. We're uh, doing the second half of uh, Tzadi, Tessam, and Beis. The mission said if two people got mixed up, a Kohen and a Ben Shivcha. And we know that either of them are, are, are allowed to eat Shuma, they're allowed to eat Shuma, but it's not like a, uh, an Eved could go to the, the silo, the threshing floor, and say, I'm entitled to Shuma, meaning he's allowed to eat it if it's in the pantry, but he can't go mun it as as someone who is, uh, you could give truma to l'charchila. So the Mishnah said that a, the daughter of a Koyen and a uh, Eved that got mixed, the, the son of a Koyen and Eved that got mixed up, so the Mishnah says that they take one chilek in the Goyren. says the, the Gemara, chilek echad pshita. Of course they only get one share. Why would they, would they get two shares? The, the Eved is not, doesn't have the capacity to demand a chilek. So the Gemara says, They get a chilek together. Meaning, they only could get a share if they're both standing together. If not standing together, then the, uh, the giver could say, Get lost. Maybe you're not the coin. Maybe you're the Eved. They have to physically be standing there. I but let the Eved say, Okay, so if it's not for me, it's for my owner. So in other words, why do they both have to be there? Let any one of them say, Look, you give it to me. If I'm a coin, I deserve it. If I'm not a coin, my master deserves it. I'll, go, I'll give it to him. Says Gemara, Tanan, this Mishnah is, that we only give Chuma to an Eved if the master is standing there with him. Because it's a machlikas. Could you give Chuma to an Eved on behalf of his master? Or are we going to be worried that if people see the Eved taking Chuma, they're going to think he's a coin and they're going to... Uh, attribute him to have pure lineage. The Tanya we learned in a brisa in Chokin Shumal Eved Amkin Rabbi Ima. You cannot divvy out Shuma to an Eved unless the master is with him. Divrei Rabbi Yehuda is opinion Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yosi Aimer. Rabbi Yosi says Yachal Sheyamer. He could say as follows: Im Koyenani Tenuli Bishalatzmi. If I'm a Koyen, give it to me for myself. Meaning, if I'm a coin, I'm entitled to it on my own. If I'm the Eved of a coin, Tenuli Bishvil Rebbe. Give it for my master. So Rabbi Yehud is of the opinion, Because we'll see what the concern is. Rabbi Yossi says, you don't need the master to be with him. You could say, If, if it's mine, then... If I'm a coin, so give it to me. If I'm not a coin, so then I'm going to take it for my master. Says the Gemara, there is a difference in practice. In the place of Yehuda, they would elevate from someone who ate Shuma, they would elevate you to a position of pure lineage. I never thought I would say these words. But we'll see soon when we get to Mesech Subis. <laughs> I think it was the first time I ever said that. But that's a major sugya in uh, the first 20 blad in Ksubis, I believe, on Daf Yud Gimel. Whether Mala mi Daf Chaf, Mala mi Chuma li Yuchsin. So, the, in the place of Yehuda, they would elevate you from Chuma to Yuchsin. And therefore, you cannot give to an Eved if the master is not there, because people will say, if he's eating Chuma, then he's a Miuchas. In the place of Rabbi Yossi, they would not elevate you from Chuma to Yochsin. So in Rabbi Yehuda's place, where there was a concern they would be Maliyut to Yochsin, it was a problem. In Rabbi Yossi's place, where they didn't elevate you from Chuma to Yochsin, it's not a problem.
Tanya, we learned in a bray. So, Amr Rabbi Lazar Bar Tzadik. Rabbi Lazar Bar Tzadik says, Miyamay loy he'adati ela edas echad. In my whole life, I only testified once. Vehelu, and the, the time that I testified, vehelu eved l'kuhun alpi. Because I testified that an eved ate chuma, they elevated him for kuhuna. Says the Gemara, how could such a thing be? Salkedaitach. Uh, the Gemara says, Helu Salkedaitach. You think they really elevated him? Hashta now, Behemton shall tzadikim, the animals of the righteous. And God does not bring stumbling to them. Tzadikim atzman leikoshikim. The righteous themselves, all the more so. Meaning, you think Rabbi Lezabrat Sadaik Hashem allowed this mikshal to take place through him that they mistakenly elevated an Eved to Kahuna, but we know God does not even allow the animals of the righteous to consume something improper. We know by the donkey of Rapinchas Ben Yar, Hashem did not let the donkey eat Tevel. So then, would God let a Tzadik stumble? So when I saw this, uh, this did not sit easy with me. Because the rule that Hashem does not let tzaddikim stumble, Toysus says in many Mekoymois, is only God does not let them stumble in, in eating food. But nobody was nichshol in eating food over here. Nobody, there was no hachshola in achila, in ma'achalem. The, there's no rule that God does not allow the righteous to, sit, to sin. The rule is God does not let them sin through eating, because eating is metamte mesalev. But in this case, uh, Rabbi Lezbertzog was not doing something wrong through eating. He was merely testifying, and through that, they would elevate an Eved to Yuchsin. Unless, somehow, by testifying that the Eved ate Truma, then he would be allowed to marry a Yisraelis. What kind of Achila is involved? And therefore, Toysu says that we're not going this. Because the, the Svarov is only God does not let them be nichsha in achilas iser. In fact, Toysva says elsewhere in Shas that we have an instance where somebody once ate before Havdala, and Toysva says that even in, in Yone Achila, it's only a davar asur that Hashem doesn't let the tzaddik eat, but a davar heter bizman iser Hashem does not necessarily protect from. Anyway. So the Gemara says that what happened was, They wanted to, and Hashem ultimately protected, and it didn't come to be. Says the Gemara, what happened? In the city, in the location of Rabbi Yossi, where they allow Avodim to eat Shuma without the master, he saw the guy take Shuma. And he testified in the place of Rabbi Yehuda, where their Malam eat Shuma liuchsen. That's what happened. Tanarabana, the rabbis taught. Asara in Chalkilhem Chumve Sagara. There are ten people that we don't allow them to collect chuma in the threshing floor. Even though technically they might be eligible to eat chuma. Ve'elohein Khairesh, a deaf mute. We'll see why. Shaita, an imbecile. The katan, someone who's not bar mitzvah, even someone who's bar mitzvah but doesn't have simanim. Tumtum, someone who's 
reproductive organ is covered with a membrane, androgynous, someone who has two simanim, eved, a slave, isha or a woman, meaning even the Aisha's kind, we don't give her in the threshing floor. Arel, someone who is a uncircumcised. Now normal of course not, an RL can't eat truma. But even if he is uncircumcised because his brothers died because of Mila, Vatame is someone who's impure. Now, someone who's impure, his family could eat truma, his children could eat truma on his account of his Akain. Or Venoise Isha Shena Higenasla, or a Kain who ate truma, or a Kain who married a woman that's not fit for him. Um, and in all the Vikulan Meshagrin Lam all these people we will send to their home, except for a tame. We'll see why we don't send to the home of a tame. Or Venoise Isha Shena Higenasla. Or someone who marries a woman that's not fit for him. Okay, Rabbi, so we'll hold it here. Bez Hashem will uh, try to do Dav Kuf next week. Wishing you all a, sh- a Agutin Shabbos Hagadah. I'll just, uh, we'll end off with the Kash of the Ben Lashri. Why is it that Shabbos Hagadah is called Shabbos Hagadah and Shabbos Shuvah is not called Shabbos Hashuvah? And why is it Shabbos HaGadol is Lashon Zachar, Gadol Nakadoila, and Shuva is Lashon Nekeva? I'm not sure what the question is. Shabbos HaGadol is called Shabbos HaGadol because of the word in the Haftarah, Hine Yamim Ba'im, Hine Anoich Yishachim Anavi, Lufnei Yom HaGadol. And Shabbos Shuva is called Shuva Yisrael. So it comes from the Pesukim in the Nerviyam. Rabbi Yisai, Afrei Lachin, but, um, as Hashem, if you find yourself in Cedarhurst, 6 p.m. Shabbos, Galud Rosha. Call Tov, everyone. Agun Shabbos. Call Tov. Bye-bye. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.